1: That is, you're back in good graces, HBK358. Oh, man. That's funny. I'll get to it in a moment. Well, we can flash it up on the screen. Why can't we? Yes, we can. Why can't we? There it is. There it is. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, now I'll take it down. There you go. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War You Got to uh
2: disable <laughs> Jeff's posting controls.
1: <laughs> Come on. That, that was good. Uh, you had to laugh at that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: that was good. That was good. All right. So I don't have wagers today. It is Redemption Thursday. I, but we you know, we have these matchups that um Interest me to some degree, but I like to throw out 10 games. I'll do something maybe tomorrow. I, I'm not on a side on a lot of these. I kind of think Kansas State's going to beat TCU, by the way. Should have beat them the first time they played. They were up 28 to 10, and they lost that game. 28 to 10, and they lost that game. Um, and TCU has done that to a lot of people, come back and found ways to win games. Part of me does not want K State to win that game because I don't want Ohio State or Alabama. Backdoor in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. That's the one thing. Now, we saw today. They both could get
2: in. USC loses and TCU loses, and there it's a meet the new boss.
1: Ridiculous. Um, They've announced that 2024 they will expand the playoff to 12 teams. Real quick, let's just say that that
2: doomsday scenario happens. Which would suck. TCU-USC lose. Could they really put Alabama in over Tennessee? Because right now they're seven. Tennessee is lower on the totem pole than Alabama. They couldn't possibly do well, that.
1: Well, the committee could do whatever the hell they want. They make it up as they go along anyhow. I don't, you know, I mean, it, it, listen, in fairness... Maybe because of the hooker injury that gives them the leeway. That they'll say, hey, look, yeah, that, the team the, that beat Alabama is no longer helmed by... The hooker. The hooker. And oh, by the way, without the hooker, they won 56 to nothing. And we mm-hmm. forgot to make fun of that. Because one of my favorite things that happened there was that Vanderbilt announced via all their social media platforms, uh, anchored down, it's a sellout. And they had this big celebration about how they'd sold it out for the first time in forever because they had won back-to-back games. Of course, they beat the Gators. And so they were very excited about winning back-to-back SEC games, beating Kentucky, not a good loss, Kentucky, beating Florida, not a good loss, Florida. And then uh, they thought, here's our chance, the hooker is not playing quarterback for Tennessee. They're reeling. Their hopes have been dashed. Their dreams shattered. Anchor down. Here we go. And they repaid their fan base. 56 (laughs) Thanks for coming out, everybody. Also should note,
2: you and I didn't talk too much about the the game on Saturday. I wasn't around on Monday. But uh, congratulations are in order to Anthony Richardson for that final pass being in play. I know it was incomplete on fourth down. Yeah, that's
1: right, but it was
2: in but play. But it, it was not in the Champions Club. It was not. It landed
1: yeah. in the end zone. That is progress from the Vandy finish. I had a debate with somebody last night, a friend of mine, really smart football guy, about uh, Anthony Richardson. And we were talking about his prospects as an NFL quarterback. And we were saying, you know, would you take him? And he was saying, no, I'm not in the habit of taking inaccurate quarterbacks. And I said, oh but you can when they are six four two hundred and fifty and can run like the wind because we've seen lots of quarterbacks be given the opportunity to get better throwing the football if that's the one thing that they're knocked for in college. Either they ran an offense that didn't require them to be good from the pocket or they just weren't in college and they had other aspects of their game that you know allowed that team to succeed, but they get into the league and if there's no expectation of them to start right away – you take a risk on freak athletes. That's what you do. You take a risk on a freak athlete. And I would argue that somebody would pretty early.
2: Yeah, but would you want to do it if you were I say, don't want to do it. Okay. If you're picking in late first round, would you No, really? not a first round. That, I, I mean, wouldn't I wouldn't Some projections it. say that, you know, because of his profile athletically that well, he is a freak. That's where he'd go.
1: He's just a slightly smaller version of Cam Newton. He, he has, has he also has all the throws.
2: That's correct. That that's why. That's why I would, you would do it. I would take a chance on him in the second or third round, but never in the first round.
1: No, and it's going to take some time. Yeah, um, people
2: see Josh Allen when they see him. Right, I, I think.
1: Well, Josh Allen was an inaccurate college quarterback. Right, right, and everybody thought, well, if you can't if you can't complete passes in college, how the hell are you going to do it in the NFL? Well, he's the best quarterback in the league. Well, he's one of the two best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, he's a freak. So that yes, Josh Allen has opened the door for any number of inaccurate quarterbacks who also happen to be freakishly big and strong and athletic. You know, a lot of people have tried, this gets into the conversation if we want to bring it back home, a lot of people have tried to project Jordan Travis. And it's a weird thing because we've seen how much growth Jordan Travis has made as a quarterback this past year. So, whereas if you had asked me over a year ago, could Jordan Travis play, I would laugh you out of the room about him being drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. and I still would laugh. Nobody's taken him in the first two rounds. But the thought that I had back then was that he was, he's not an NFL quarterback because he's not big enough. He's small. People like to compare him to Jalen Hurts, who is a great athlete, but Jalen Hurts is huge. I mean, he like set squats records and stuff. He's gigantic. He doesn't have a history of getting hurt. And no, Jalen Hurts was not a guy that a lot of people thought would make a good NFL quarterback. I'm not even sure the Eagles thought that. Uh, and then they built a, a, a great team around him, and he's emerged, and he's put in the work, and good for him. He's, he's done a great job. Um, you know, I root for people, so I'm happy for him. But I don't think it's an apt descriptor or comparison because compared to – Jordan, Travis, uh, Jalen Hurts is huge.
2: Correct. The Body one...
1: density is massive.
2: So the two things that Jordan has done for his NFL prospects to me, the first one's obvious, and we yeah. saw it out the gate.
1: Throwing the ball in the middle of the field, which he didn't yeah. do a year ago. All over the field. He, of... He's got a lot of throws yes, in the arsenal yes he, yes, he does. Now, he still is not an anticipatory thrower. He does not. That's not who he is. He's not throwing guys open.
2: They're open. Over the middle, I'd agree with that. Okay. On the outside, he's anticipatory at generating space and where to drop the ball. In. Well, but, he's
1: got nice touch on that throw. Yeah. I just don't think. Yeah, yeah. But so. also,
2: pre-snap his IQ is. I mean, that's going to play very well for him at the next level in that terms will. of counting and checking into the right place. Correct. But the second thing I'd say that really helps his stock is that he has shown a great propensity now to get down without getting hit in the open field. You know, I know that there was a play with contact, the first touchdown he scores on the mm-hmm. ground against the Gators, but you think about the other two that are marked down inside the one-yard line. He is avoiding contact in it those is situations.
1: Clearly, it has clearly been stressed to him. My man. Think about the fourth down. They've got the the little flare
2: out, yeah. and then he decides to hell with it. I'm just going to run up the middle. It's a little angle. Make a guy miss. Get down. That is part of who he is now. And that is, if you want to take him at the next level, you've got to know that he's not going to put his body in danger. He can't.
1: He'll get broken in half.
2: The odds are that he's he's in trouble much faster than the average.
1: Yeah, he's not a big guy, man. He's not. um, I mean, amongst normal human beings, he's a decent-sized guy. But against the NFL, he's not a big guy at all. And now he can get bigger. He's going to keep lifting. I imagine he's going to continue to try to get bigger. Uh, He does. He has... I guess what I'm getting at is I don't want to count him out because of the growth that you just described. I mean, he went from absolutely just a running quarterback who occasionally makes a one-read throw. That was it, and he wasn't very accurate. And then he became this whole other thing, and that is a credit to him. That is a credit to him and the hard work he has put in. That is a credit to the coaching staff, Coach Tilkars, all those guys. Good on you. And Jordan, good on you. I can't say it enough. I've been effusive with my praise of him because it is very rare, Tom, to watch a kid who has one set of skills at that position and watch him transform into an entirely different quarterback. He utilizes his legs when he needs to, but he He goes entire games without running. Yeah, and those numbers
2: he had against Florida, which is 13 of 30, should read more like 20 of 30 all the drops.
1: Everybody couldn't
2: catch the ball. For an extra how many yards? 100, 120? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was electric all over the field in every facet of his game. He made one poor throw, and it was the 4th and 12 that should have been picked. But it's 4th and desperate. Like, I'll even grant you that one to a degree. Most everything else he did the entire night was transcendent. He should have been taken down how many times for a sack?
1: Oh, he was amazing.
2: Five? Six? And think about the difference in yardage on those plays. We talk about hidden yardage. The one where he's marked down inside the one-yard line, it's third and 12, whatever it is. That's a 30, 40-yard, 35-yard difference in terms of the sack to where the ball goes, and it's all because of him.
1: Yeah, he was a, uh, he was was a he was a superhero on that night.
2: He will be on Heisman future lists if he comes back. Without question. Off-season odds. He should be. He will be on the list. He's
1: a very, very, very good college quarterback. Um, you know, I dare say he's a, a upper echelon college quarterback, without question. And I would have never thought I was going to say that. Never. And it's not being a hater. It's just I didn't think he had that in him. I hadn't seen it. There was no evidence to that end. But then there was, and so that changed my opinion. I mean, my goodness gracious, he did a lot of things that he hadn't done before, and he did them consistently. That's the other thing. There were glimpses here and there, and people would grab these outlier moments and go see, and I'm like, come on, man, watch all the games. He's not doing, you know. But this year, game in, game out, he really only had, in total, I guess you could say it would all add up if you had quarters or halves, And two bad games.
2: Yeah, if that. I mean, yeah. it's
1: probably two bad games. That's it. And then there were a ton of stellar games.
2: Well, and he's got to learn. That That was the other part as we were going through it. You know, he, he hasn't been here to face these situations right. at this speed. You talked about it last hour. If you're a five-star or high-four-star high school recruit, you've never seen anybody who can stop you with consistency. Well, Jordan is a preternaturally gifted collegiate athlete who also has a little something to him with the arm, but he hasn't faced anything as a throwing quarterback like he's seen this year. That's why if he does return, there is a path for growth. It's an easy argument to make yeah, because those process errors that he made, like the throw to uh, Pittman in the end zone at NC State, you're not going to make that calculation anymore.
1: No. Because you've been Uh, there and you've done it. And also, I've never... um... You know, you don't hold any quarterback to an impossible standard of not making a single mistake over the course of a season. That just doesn't happen. Even your best quarterbacks make – I mean, Jordan (laughs) – Jameis Winston made a lot of asinine throws. Absolutely. And decisions. Did. So, you know. 14 in 2014. <laughs> yeah, I, he yeah. made like four in 2013. Yeah. You know, like the whole season. Right. 2014 was him spending entire halves making terrible decisions yeah. where you're like, what, what are we doing out here?
2: It's like the guy in the pickup game who picks up his own rebound off a long three-pointer <laughs> miss, throws it again,
1: yeah. bank off the back yeah. iron, gets it
2: again, throws it, it up, and he yeah. makes it. And he goes, see?
1: Yeah. And you're like, damn it, man. Yeah. But. Uh, listen, nobody's confusing Jordan Travis with James Winston in terms of size, all of that. But, yeah, I don't want to count Jordan out. I'm not going to do it anymore. I've learned my lesson. He's proven me wrong. Yeah, the
2: situational stuff. That's what I'm talking about. He's going to make
1: mistakes. Mm, but, yeah. you know, the fourth down
2: to Johnny Wilson against Clemson, he's probably going to hit the flare. And look at it that against a, Florida. I mean, it's yeah. the same situation. And the flare's open. He's like, the hell with it. I'm going to run. Perfect. That's, that's what you're looking for, and that's what would happen next year, I would assume.
1: The offense... Is not my concern, man. We're going to be all right for years to come. I think on offense, we really are. I, it, you know, Mike's a good play caller. They game plan very well. Alex Atkins is a good coach. This offensive line is very well coached. Uh, you're going to lose Alex Atkins at some point, but there are other good offensive line coaches. So you know, you, you'll replace him. But he's he's really been vital in the turnaround. Uh, but Mike's calm plays on game day, so I, I don't worry about that. I think the offense will be fine. We're going to get an influx of even better players uh, to run this offense with. God forbid we bring in a real tight end. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine that? Uh, so, which I think they will in the portal, by the way. I, I do. I mean, I know people would be like, really? Another tight end? Yeah, you can ask the other 17 to have a good day and bring in somebody, please. Got a Matt
2: Mill in this thing. Keep going yeah, 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 until, until you, you find one, Megatron. Until
1: you get one, right? Yeah. So, I do think that you could probably find a really good tight end that's been productive in the Power Five and the portal, and let's make a move. Uh, It would be important. I think they probably will. Everything else, I would tell you, needs to be on the defensive side. I think you agree with that. Maybe one offensive lineman.
2: Yeah, you could use. You could
1: probably use maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe two. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm just saying in terms of NIL money, the NIL money should go towards defense. You might be able to. I mean, we got a, a guard from Charlotte, and it worked. You can go find a guard from someplace where he's not going to command $250,000 off the street.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, we're going to be all right. I'm not worried about it. Go get you somebody. I imagine now this is a big-time destination for Transfer Portal guys. Uh, you're going to have to turn people away. I mean, you're going to be in a real good position right now. That's what a winning season does for you. What a you. great
2: concept that
1: is. How about that? You're
2: going to have to say no to people.
1: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be great just to, hey, guys, I know you want to come here. You're a four-star. You were a four-star. Uh, coming out of high school, but we just don't have room for you. Miami seems to need players. Lots of them. Because they don't have any good players. Got any players? <laughs> Y'all got any players? Uh, Miami's safety's in the portal, huh?
2: No, really? Mm-hmm. Wants to play in a bowl game, I guess.
1: Well, doesn't want to be down there steady getting his head kicked in 45-3. I mean, they were a weekly embarrassment. Humiliated. Teams just naming their score.
2: Yeah, middle Tennessee.
1: Whatever you want to do. Duke, they scored about the same as we did. No pride. It's Jeff Cabridge, on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV Web-tech-me. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Good to be with you. Thanks for being with us. All right, Tom, we had fun with this yesterday. Let's have fun with it again today. I know yesterday saw you uh, worried, very worried, that a certain running back would uh, decide that there's no future for him here and leave. And I think some people took, uh, took it the wrong way. I, I like him. I like him a lot. It's just I was saying i I have greater concerns on the roster in terms of departures, but I don't you know maybe you would maybe you didn't leave it all. you got some time this year.
2: that's right. Rodney Hill is committed.
1: yeah, he may be here um here we go. let's go back to uh, the roster and let's apply this very same thing, Tom uh, transfer portal possibilities to wide receivers. all right, we'll go. To wide receiver and decide um, who we're worried about. It's a cool thing to say that out loud. To say that potentially you could lose some guys because the room has improved to a place where um, you know we have four or five guys that you really trust, maybe more, maybe more. Who do you want to start with?
2: Gonna go numerically. And that would start with number zero, Ja'Kai Douglas. He's not going anywhere. I wouldn't think so, but... You could see where an offense would say, we're missing just a, a speed guy who can either help lift a lid or give concerns over the slot because we're, we're kind of loaded at that position.
1: When he came back, though, they used him. When he came back from injury, they, they used him a lot. So he got enough touches. I usually worry about the guys that just aren't getting touches.
2: Yeah, fair enough. But they used him in a different way, a more standard kind of way. Mm-hmm. Last year he was you know more of the isolated in a matchup once a game, try a shot over the top. Yeah. If you think about it there were quite a few plays when Ja'Kai Douglas came back that Jordan's rolling out and he's just hitting him over the middle for 10 yards or something like that. He along always
1: seemed to be the safety valve when Jordan was scrambling and kind of off script. That was interesting. Yeah, he was a big off script player for us. Winston Wright's number 1 if I if memory serves. Uh so he's not going anywhere uh, he obviously. Can't. He's, he's, can't. he's already he's not, transferred, like, Micah so. Pittman yeah. is next uh, at number 4. I don't
2: think there's any – yeah, he, again, isn't somebody who transferred once already.
1: Yeah, when you get guys who've already transferred, that goes for the next one. Lakewood High School's own, baby! Deuce Span That's my guy. He's a Spartan. He's not going anywhere. Also, You're, he transferred in from Illinois.
2: I was going to say, are, are, are you clutching to the, the idea of Deuce Span here? Or? Yeah, I,
1: I think he's going to be a good player. Okay. you got to remember, it, Deuce, again, he has not played a lot of receiver – uh, sophomore, right? So he's got time.
2: Yeah, yeah, he'll be a redshirt junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah he'll be fine. Uh, Keyshawn is gone, right? And yep. he, isn't he done? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Malik McLean.
2: Boy, now this would have been a different answer on October first than it is now on December first.
1: Mm, yeah, this
2: is a guy you want to keep. This is most certainly a guy you would effort to keep. He has shown flashes, and he
1: already was a good blocker. Already was a good blocker. Because he's big. He's 6'4", 2", whatever. So, yeah, he's a big... Yeah, we've got several big receivers that actually embrace blocking. So, I don't think he's... Malik's going anywhere. He got touches. Johnny Wilson's obviously not going anywhere. Uh, Darian Williamson. That's an interesting one.
2: Because he came in out of nowhere, led the team in receiving against Boston College, I believe it was. He got hurt. I don't know. You know, of all these guys we named, there might be one that says... Look at this depth chart. Darion might be that guy. Deuce would have to ask permission, I guess. Malik. Somebody might look at Malik and say that you could be a one for us based upon potential.
1: Malik is a guy, though, that, I mean, he played a lot. Again, you're talking about guys that are getting a ton of looks. I. I it's more the guys that aren't getting looks. Like, I don't know, would, would you worry about, well, no, Kentron got looks.
2: Towards the end of the year, he got, yeah, looks. he got better and better.
1: I don't think we're losing any of these receivers. It's, well, I don't think we are.
2: But if you're bringing in three receivers, one of which is Hakeem Williams, I mean, there's only one football.
1: That's the hard part here. This is a huge maybe, room. Maybe Darian would decide to ride. If you had to place a bet on the group. Now, I'm not talking about uh, certain other guys. Hey, by the way, Lake Nona's own, Carson uh, Pilock. is a freshman wide receiver. Lake Nona.
2: There you go. <laughs> Now we know. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know, buddy. I don't. Let me add Josh Burrell to the list because he was moved to running back. We would expect that that could be a candidate.
1: I would put him high on the list of people yeah. that need to take it on down the road. It's unfortunate well, because
2: there's uh, there's potential there to be an H back, but I just don't think that he wants to be an H back. I'm just talking about size. He's frame. huge. Yes, he's, he is. He's
1: huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Burrell would be uh, a candidate to leave. He's he's not going to play a lot here. So.
2: I guess my my highest concern would be one of the two, Darian
1: of, Williamson and who? No, I mean
2: they they can function without Darian. We know that. Oh, no, I know. I'm just there's saying, plenty of evidence that. But if know, we're just
1: voting on guys we think could leave,
2: my worry would be between Malik and and Kentron. One of those two.
1: Uh, uh, that's fair. I think that Kentron would be more likely to leave. Now, that's not. We're not. A, we're not trying to I h- I don't facilitate. They this. can all it's say. It's just. It's such a crowded room. Yeah, but, you know, Kentron saw the ball at the end of the year. He also was responsible for one of the great catches of the season. Yep, yep. So's Malik. Remember the, the throw behind him? Yeah, the throw behind him was, yeah, that's right. That was a great catch. It good, was good call. unreal. It was a great catch. The Kentron catch on the sideline is insane.
2: Yes. Yeah. I
1: watch that over and over again. Like, Damn, where'd that well, come
2: from? And also Malik's play, the deep post against Florida, second half. That's a huge momentum. It mean, continues big, the momentum.
1: Yeah, big play, big play. Well, alright. We feel better about this room in a weird way. I mean, like yesterday... Oh, well, They're loaded now. But in, yesterday, though, I I felt sure when we were going through the positions that we might lose two running backs. Correct. Like, I, I know you got scared when I brought up Rodney Hill, but you know, like C.J. Campbell or one of the other guys, Trayshon Ward certainly could leave. Yeah,
2: I'm worried about Ja'Kai as well. It's just You think about slot outside, you know, there are two types of outside, and Johnny is at the same place that McLean is in terms of where they line up, mm-hmm. Kentron, and can be on the other with Pittman. But then over the middle, you've got Wright, and then Jakai. I mean, and you could line up Pittman obviously in the slot too. Win- Winston so.
1: Winston uh, did this at a high level in the Power Five. So when he comes in, right? And yeah, you're right. There's and
2: Deuce. Uh, if he wasn't a transfer, I'd be worrying about him. But because he's a previous transfer, I, yeah. What are you gonna well, do? W-
1: w- Listen, it, it, he just this year made the decision to truly embrace being a receiver. Yeah. He was still thinking he was a quarterback when he went to Illinois and they convinced him to play some receiver and, you know, what he, he caught two passes. Uh, but he's making the transformation just because he is a freakishly well, gifted athlete and he, his body type is perfect. I mean, he's an NFL body.
2: This is also where I think, you know, the spring window would come into play. See, if I'm Jakai, for example. I'll take it to spring and see if I can still outperform Winston Wright, who's recovering, Deuce Span, who is a raw product. And if and if you win it out then, then don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Plus, Jordan likes you. He likes to go to you as a safety blanket, oddly enough, even though you're one of the smaller guys in the roster. But this could be something that I would think continues past spring ball. And whoever wins those battles, maybe that, that's where the shuffling happens.
1: Good room, healthy locker room in general, big turnaround for Ron Dugan's it it had us all probably smiling ear to ear midway through the season because it was evident by then your receivers had gotten a lot better. Jordan had options to throw to finally. That elevated his ability to play the position greatly. Uh, and then, of course, Ron was a guy that was basically on the cusp of being fired. I mean, they pretty much tried to replace him. But Mike didn't have stability as a head coach at the time, so nobody was going to take Mike up on his offer. Allegedly, and now you're not doing anything because Ron's done a good job. He's had he's got some kids and they they played well.
2: Yeah, now it's you, you get to because the room is full. You get to enforce the details of the game. You brought it up earlier. It's a great thing. It's a bonus that both Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman from California want to get physical on the edge.
1: I'm just laughing at Ryan's comment.
2: Uh, but Ja'Kai's got to get better at blocking because they actually put him in some situations to block, which I think is interesting from a play-call standpoint. And So does Deuce. Deuce has to get a hell of a lot better at that. You want to see the field,
1: Mr. Span? Go back to the first hour. What's the path for you to see the field, young man? Here's our game plan. This is how we're going to get there. You need to do this, this, and this. I bet you they are desperately trying to teach him what this, this, and this is because there's no way after just getting glimpses of what he can do in practice a couple times in games even this year that you wouldn't want him out there who looks like that who runs like that with that i mean he is an nfl caliber athlete at receiver so you if you can polish and get him to be refined as a route runner and consistent catching the ball then you 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 want him on the field he's one of your best athletes and if he doesn't want to well, oh, we're loaded! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have. Uh, we didn't. There's, that was probably the most shot. You know, how at the beginning of every year, I say before the season starts, just so we can kind of wrap our mind around it. I always say, "Look, what do we know about college football? Let's just zero in on the ACC. What happens every year? A team you thought was going to be good ends up stinking. This year, that was Miami. They suck. And, and a team, Virginia. Oh, well, lost their OC, and there you go." Anyhow, so, yeah, Virginia stinks and Miami stinks. There you go. Uh, but also every year there's a team that's bad that ends up being pretty good. You're like, know, would that happen? Duke. Elko did an incredible job. Duke's pretty good. I mean, with eight wins, I mean, that's crazy. So
2: Florida State, second highest in the polls. Awesome. In see. the ACC. That, that would not have been voted. It was not voted on. It was not voted. Charlotte.
1: That's correct. Yeah. So good news there. It's true of players. When we do this, you think about there's no way we thought this room was going to be, the receiver's room, uh, would be this good. Or, I mean, they're not great. I don't want to make this sound like we have the best receiving core in the ACC because we don't. But are they they pretty good? Yeah, they're pretty good.
2: Well, and they, they have a lot of variety. You know, it's yeah. not a whole bunch yeah. of possession receivers, not a whole bunch of slot receivers. You've got real variety here. They can play all different positions and at each position you've got answers. You want a red zone threat who's a little bit taller? We've got two or three of those. You want a slot guy who's quick? We've got a couple of those. You need a blocker? We've got several of those. Mm-hmm. Just any way you want to slice it up. It's like the variety you find at an ABC Fine Wine and Spirits in the state of
1: Florida. Well done, sir. I knew you'd get Spirits it in. Spirits everywhere. And Wine with chocolates, according to you. It's in a gift basket. Oh, there it is. One-stop shop for the holidays. Can ABC tell, I don't know, half these tight ends that they're wanted elsewhere? Like, we can get ABC to get, guys, thanks for coming in and getting some wine. Jimmy, I think you need to take it on down the road to Arkansas or wherever.
2: It's like that uh, $10 bottle of pop-off. (laughs) <laughs> hey, man. Gets you through undergrad, though.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know. I, here's hoping Jarrell Powers is it turns into a player. And Brian Courtney is uh, dominating at linebacker next year. Calling it, when it happens, you're going to be like, damn, Cameron was all over that. Who knew? It wasn't physical enough to block? It was physical enough to tackle in Pl- space? Plenty of tight ends can tackle at 235 pounds. Uh, linebackers can tackle at 235 pounds. You see it all the time. Doesn't mean they can block somebody. just means that they can tackle. Man, it's harder to catch the
2: ball and score touchdowns. I would like to keep him there because he's good at that.
1: Well, I mean, we, we think. We, we yeah, he's good at catching the football. Well, he's we good know at that. Catching the if football, he's good at catching get, the football, this yeah. offense is going to put him in a, in a position where he can go score touchdowns. But maybe you just have to move him to linebacker because you transfer portaled this thing and got you a real starter at tight end. He's already done it in the Power Five, and here he comes. Brian, we're going to have to move you to linebacker. I think that talk show host in the afternoons is right on. He's going to kick, you're going to kick ass you there. know, I hadn't thought about it until I was driving home nope. one day. We and I was on... listening to Jeff, and he believes in you. So I must have been 215 on a Wednesday. And I thought, damn, he's right. He's right. What have I been thinking? He's just wasting away over here on the bench. He could be out here tackling folks. We need linebackers. You're welcome, Mike. It's Jeff Cabot, show 933 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV.
0: The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
1: Time to solve for the future with my friends and partners at ISF. They know, as they collaborate with you, that you have a vision. You want to achieve your goals, do amazing things. There are unique challenges that are inherent to government operations. They know that. And uh, that's why ISF has been helping clients solve the future for four decades 80 unique clients served on over 1,500 projects across the country, and they're located right here in Little Tallahassee, which is really cool. It also speaks to their expertise. They're an IT and strategy firm, if you don't know. But if you work in in government, then you probably understand what I'm saying about the unique challenges. And uh, I would encourage you to reach out to ISF. Find out how that is. they can come together with you, collaborate on your goals through strategy, process, and technology. They'll make it happen. Tom, what? What kind of problem do we want to solve on today's version of uh solve solving for the future
2: i think we should piggyback on the receiver room and say who are the top three receivers next year in terms of yardage output because one of them's easy the uh, but i mean really if you want to tell a story about 2023
1: who is the most three who are the top three three most top three winston wright Ooh,
2: you went him first now that is fascinating
1: well Hold on. I'm just naming three guys. Okay. All right. Winston Wright, Malik McClain, Wow. Johnny Wilson.
2: Okay. So Micah Pittman does not
1: make the top three. Mm. He has games where they don't even throw to him. I mean, a lot of these receivers do. Now, Micah is one of my favorite players on the team because he did not let that affect him in Correct. any way. In fact, he became uh, hell on wheels as a blocker. And was just, I mean, he's the guy that gets under everybody's skin. is fantastic to watch. And he's very, very physical for being a 5'10 kid.
2: See, I, I've got a difficult time with this because.
1: You do you like my list?
2: I do like the list. All right. Malik's got a real shot next year to be top three.
1: Well, it's also. You, Johnny's going to be an
2: in ink. Johnny's yeah, got to be top three.
1: But, I, well, if he can catch it. Uh,
2: even if, I mean, he had problems with it this year. Oh, he, as your he sure as hell receiver.
1: did. He's your leading receiver this year
2: with the problems so he'll be top three but you could argue you could argue Kentron
1: would, I don't think you would could you argue.
2: put it past him in the offseason to have a lot of development I hope, to become... I hope
1: so I like Kentron um but I I don't no, I don't think he'll be one of our top three receivers not above who I just named um in fact I, I think don't you think Michael will have more catches than him
2: well, but it's yardage. That's why it's oh, not about yardage. targets and yeah, receptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for that reason, Jakai could sneak in there as a, as a big play dude.
1: Well, if we're not, I mean, are we just not going to include the freshman? Who's I'm not worldly athletic.
2: I'm not. Is is that unfair of me? No, he, he could it, be it, it, an it, early it, enrollee too, which would be great to see.
1: Yeah, it's hard for freshmen, but he doesn't have a freshman's body. Correct. I mean, he looks like a player already. He is dense. He is big. He, you know, I mean, if he can figure it out.
2: So who could be argued out of the top three for you the quickest? Is Johnny affixed in the top three? Yeah. Yeah. Is is Malik? No. So Winston. Okay. So Malik is the most shaky. He's the most
1: shaky of your picks. I think so. I think. Listen, I think Winston Wright's going to catch a ton of footballs. Okay. I just do. I mean, I got to believe there's a guy. I mean, we know about the numbers. We saw the way he was utilized, and he's smooth. I, I if he's back. 100% 100% healthy and he's recovered all the way and he trusts his body and all that, yeah, I think he's going to catch a ton of footballs.
2: There's just a lot of ways this offense could it's, go. It's
1: cool, though. It's cool to have the discussion where you can't figure it out. I mean, here we are like, well, I don't know.
2: Because you couldn't even do it from, a let's say, a prize pick standpoint. You know, week in, week out for us. If they put the receiving totals right, out there, it it's like, I do. don't know. Johnny probably, and then beyond that, you're going to bet on Pokey? You're gonna bet on Micah or Jakai? I'm not gonna bet on
1: Fernando Padron. I don't think he's gonna be on that list. I don't think <laughs> uh, I don't think he makes it. Okay, how about this?
2: Does a tight end, yes or no, does a tight end next year finish in the top five in receiving yards for this team? Mm. Top five. Mm. Because we now scheme, you now you're factoring
1: in running backs. What did Cam McDonald end up with this year? How many receptions, do you know? Because I felt like early in the season they threw to him a ton, and he was always open. I gotta give I mean, that's again, we get back to giving Mike credit and this offense credit and how they scheme it up. Man, our tight end is open.
2: Were you looking for targets, catches?
1: Catches. How many catches did he
2: have? Twenty one. Twenty one.
1: Okay. Twenty one. That's mm-hmm. it.
2: Which was 5th on the team.
1: Okay. And you want to know if one of our tight ends will be top 5? Then yes.
2: Okay. And he was... uh, Looks like he was 4th on the team in receiving yards. Just doing quick... They sorted by catches. Mm -hmm. He had 312 yards. That last one against Florida where he was wide open actually helped quite a bit. That was about a 40-yard play.
1: I've got one for you. Will Jarrell Powers, freshman tight end from Fort Worth, Texas, Duncanville, will... Will he have more than 10 receptions next year? No. Man, Tom hates Darrell power. Oh. <laughs> He's not a believer.
2: Uh Biscuit Marquiston already had 10.
1: I love Marquiston. He's going to have he'll have double that next year.
2: Brian Courtney is going to draw more catches. Tough
1: to catch the ball playing linebacker. <laughs> Just let you know. It's a two-way Tough. player. Tough they got Lundy playing, playing fullback. Man. They got a Courtney playing <laughs> linebacker. Oh man. That's a fun solving for the future, though, because we're talking – Well, so the tight know- end is not as fun. That The receiver part of that was fun to solve the future with. It was not fun um, with tight ends.
2: So The leading receiver was Johnny. He had 695. 695. After about week three, it sound- It looked like he was going to have 900, 1,000. So he 695. could have if he had caught the ball. That's correct. Pokey was number two on the team.
1: Yes, and Pokey played big and big games.
2: 421 yards. Oddly enough, Micah Pittman, for all the games that he was not targeted, had the second most catches on the team, 29. Leading the way was Johnny at 35, but it went 35, 29, 25, top three on the team. I would think those numbers have to go way up. Yeah, yeah. Leading catcher as 45 or 50.
1: Yes, yes. Well, think about now, Jordan has made the transformation. So there's no learning of anything here. They can throw the whole playbook at him. I think he's pretty much got it now. For a while there, we weren't running our full playbook. But
2: then again, if nobody's stopping Trey Benson, maybe they don't.
1: What a problem.
2: This is a great
1: problem. I don't know. Are we going to throw for 350 today or run for 230? Hmm, Maybe both.
2: They ran for <laughs> 2,600 yards as a team this year.
1: Yeah. 2,600. What, what did they average per game?
2: Uh, over 200. And 20, I'm doing quick math. 2,600 divided by 12. Yeah, that was.
1: I mean, that was impressive.
2: So I looked it up today. In terms of yards per play. I'll double-check it, but I looked it through all 12 games. They they outgained in terms of yards per play every single one of their opponents this year.
1: Well, you knew they did against Wake and NC State. It was maddening.
2: Yeah. Um, the close one was LSU was uh, point .1. Well,
1: that's because we couldn't stop your boy from just running around crazy. Well,
2: we couldn't execute a goal line play. I mean, that that eats at the that's average. another
1: thing that came a long way. It did. The red zone touchdown rate improved so, as the year went on.
2: Yes, before Miami week. I came in. I told you. I said, "Dude, they ran. A yeah, we goal were line, in the
1: Three tight set. We ran it right at him. It was glorious. It didn't work the first play, but you know what? It set up play action. Spider two wide banana. Yes, it did. Also, I love when we get in that formation. Doesn't it just make you? Hey, did you see the release of College Football twenty twenty four? It's going to be mm-hmm. happening in August. Did they say?
2: Oh, it's next year, or was it in twenty twenty
1: four? No, I think no. It's next year, right? It's it's coming up in 2023, isn't it?
2: I think it was delayed to the game. Damn gallery. it, man.
1: Yeah, what yeah. the hell? I
2: know. But it will be released with a brand new 12-team playoff.
1: Remember the last That's couple of years right. you could mess around could with mess conferences? That's right. Yeah. Now they're going to have a 12-team playoff in this Looks game. Looks like me and Army are taking it to the playoff. <laughs> I always take Army. Not I, Idaho. I thought I, Idaho was I used to do rotation. Idaho, but I love playing Army because I like playing on that field and it snows all the time. You
2: want in the online dynasty? I'm in. We'll find all We're all balding and fat. Oh,
1: it's we're, great. Yeah. Let's like hey it. Like we were twenty-two guys. Let's reassemble. The problem is now nobody can be out here being Alabama and Georgia. You got to be. Come no, on, we, we go back to the old
2: American or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll take Houston again. we will take him on a ride. Throwing him,
1: throwing them around the rock. You could have Tulane.
2: Would you want Tulane? Nobody was Tulane in our uh, division. EA
1: Sports to release college football game in summer of twenty twenty-four.
2: There you go. That's hurtful.
1: Get it together, Daryl Holt, EA Sports Vice President and GM. Come on, man.
2: That's not how we solve for the future around here.
1: 2024? Sweet Jesus. We could all be dead. It's 150 degrees year-round these days, guys. Let's go. Get that game out. Oh. I won't say what I was going to say. But at some point, also, we need to freshen up uh, Grand Theft Auto, everybody. The new it's, ones in it's the works. Isn't it? It's been since 2013. I thought they announced that there was actually no, a new one in the works. Well, they've been announcing that on the internet. I think that's just wish casting.
0: Wish we're casting. all just
1: out here wish casting. <laughs> that's all we're doing. Come back, wrap it up. Sorry, Jeff Cameron Show. What the 93.3 <laughs> Real Talk Radio, WarChant TV.
0: The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk
1: 93.3. Wrap it up, Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. I, um, I don't know, waiters for tonight from my friends at Tallulah, where you could swing on by and get you one of those kratom drinks and say, thank you, Jeff, this is delicious, and I feel euphoric. That's right. you good. And there he is. There's our possum. Not a possum. What the hell am I talking about? It's an otter. It's an otter. Not a possum at all. They don't even look anything like each other. This poor possum in my backyard last night. Woo! I felt bad for this guy. He was stuck between the fence, between my dog and the dog on the other side of the fence. There's this little spot. Oh, no. Where the two fences don't meet. Yeah. And he was stuck and he can't see and he's just sitting there like, ah, ah. He keeps expecting to get eaten because the two dogs' jaws are right inches from him, but he doesn't realize he's safe. So he just froze. I was like, buddy, you got to keep it moving. You, you have to keep it moving. He so, was, what'd
2: you get a broom and skirt him along?
1: I brought my dog in and. He was kind of, I think, felt a little bit of relief and found his mm-hmm. way out. But I was really worried for him. I, he could see that look on his face like, what have I done? What have I done? What yard is this? My
2: oldest cat's hearing is, is going. It's mostly in and out, but sometimes really out. And it's funny because you remember the uh, the pug? There's the, uh, the gif of the pug on the couch, and he turns around and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will be something really loud like, absurd that happens in my house. Like, yeah, you know, something will just drops, get dropped. drops, right, yeah. And he'll just, it's not very loud to him. It's not shocking. Yeah, he'll just go, just what like, in the
1: what, hell? Did I, I vaguely heard something over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Poor thing. Yeah. So if you call me, he does to hear you. He just stares Actually, off at the it's, distance.
2: It's, sometimes it's sad. He looks the other way. Oh, like you're he like. he thinks you're in the other direction. You're like, buddy, you have no. So I just go up to him. I'm like, it's okay. You're
1: yeah, like, hey, I'm right here. Right. Yeah, yeah. I wave
2: my hand yeah. when I'm approaching him so he'll see it. He'll spot it. Ooh.
1: Oh, there you yeah. are. All right. All right. <laughs> Poor thing. How old is he? Uh, 13,
2: 12, 13. Uh, there you
1: go. The last remaining obstacle to expanding the college football playoff, guys. It's over with. The 12 teams in the 2024-2025 season has been cleared. The Rose Bowl reached that agreement that paves the way for college football's playoff to expand in the final two seasons of the current contract, that's going to happen.
2: So does that mean that they don't always get to play at 5 o'clock Eastern on New Year's Day? I hope so. Screw those people.
1: I love the Rose Bowl, but I understand your concerns, dude. Play it whenever. Yeah, play it whenever.
2: Play it when we tell you.
1: I want us to be in it every year. The first round of the playoffs in 2024 will take place the week ending Saturday, December 21st at either the home field of the higher-seeded team or at another site designated by the higher-seeded school. So you can just pick a site?
2: Uh, Florida State, if we're in that situation, we're playing here. Don't put us in Orlando. Don't put us in Tampa.
1: Well, but yeah, not Orlando for sure. Uh,
2: Here, the money for here, for this city. Correct. I'm starting that campaign right now.
1: Well, they would do that, I think. But also, if they didn't do that, I would say, let's go play in the Rose Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) We're (laughs) We're going to designate the Rose Bowl (laughs) (laughs) for our first round playoff game, everybody. Yes, I would cheer that move. None of the businesses would, but I would be like, here we go, Florida State. Way to get it. First of all, let's get our let's get our own shop in order here. Let's get in and out of the gates in a way that is efficient next year. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Libations Friday.